You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. My question is, if I was a cat, what would I say about my time at Scruffy Paws? To be honest with you, when people come into our shelter and when they think of a shelter environment, I think they think of sad animals, right? Like we all used to see, especially like on those sad commercials with the music playing. Sure. All of our cats, I mean, not all the time when they come in for the first couple days, it does take them some time to decompress, but they're all relaxed and they eat, which means they're relaxed, right? And you can just tell that our shelter is not one of those, it's not like a pound, like it's not sad, nobody's head is down, it's just uplifting, you know, and the cats are excited to see you when they when you come in in the morning and you know we let them out it's not like they're all in their cages all the time like it's not like that I mean I just don't want people to think when they're in a shelter or I can't talk for all shelters but our shelter that it's a good thing that they're there because otherwise they'd be out on the streets cold hungry suffering so I just want people to think as think of scruffy paws as a positive a positive thing, a positive shelter for these cats. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year-round in their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Before I introduce our guest, I wanted to mention, if you have an idea for a guest, subject matter, comment or question on Warwick Life, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Our guest today is Stephanie Arego. She is the director of Scruffy Paws Animal Rescue and Pet Shelter. She is here today to talk about her organization, how they benefit the residents and visitors of Warwick, and everything that they can offer to you and your pets. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for supporting our podcast. So tell me a little bit about Scruffy Paws. First, where did the name come from? Oh, let's see. So a few of our volunteers actually used to volunteer for another organization. Um, And we recently, we had decided to break off and form our own organization. Of course, we had a poll of all these different rescue ideas and names. And of course, we researched online to see if anyone also had them nearby. And Scruffy Paws came to mind basically because we deal with a lot of the beat up cats that are found all over Rhode Island and are considered scruffy. So we went with, we didn't really want anything super cute and cuddly because that's not really what we do of course we do tend to see cuddly cats sometimes but our main goal is to get down to those scruffy cats all over Rhode Island and for those listening uh at home in the car on your podcast uh device I can assure you they do have some cute cats we have two cats at my house from scruffy paws from years ago one is called honey badger and the other is smudgy So they definitely do have some cute cats, but a lot of cats that just need a little more tender loving care or are finally brought in from outside. So they they do fantastic work. And what are you basically responsible for as director? 
I oversee basically the whole organization. So I have, a, I want to say I, would, I have a little part in every aspect. So fostering, adoptions, volunteering. Now that we have our own actual shelter that we own, of course, I'm also responsible for the billing and the accounts, making sure everything runs efficient and smooth and making sure all the cats remain healthy or if they need to get to a vet immediately, I'm the go-to person for that as well. Yeah. And how long have you been in business? Since 2017. Um, I've been doing this for longer, but Scruffy Paws has um, originated in 2017. And I know you have some volunteers and some employees. How many people are there? We have, I would say, a total between 75 and 100. Some people, you know, tend to come and go. Some people go on vacation. Some people need to take breaks, which, you know, rescue. Sometimes you do need to take a break. Sometimes we have people that come in just for a semester, um, but probably 75 to 100. Uh, that's outstanding. And you mentioned your new home. We'll talk a little bit about that. I know you had a, a lot of work for the last couple of years, fundraising and trying to uh, bring your current home under your own uh, guidance and ownership. Talk to me about how that all came to be. Sure. So right at the beginning of the pandemic, Scruffy Paws was actually at another location in Johnston. And we were, everything going on with the pandemic Nobody knew anything was going what was going to happen or come to, but we were offered an opportunity to rent from our current veterinarian, basically that we were going to see weekly for veterinary care, traveling back and forth with these animals. So of course we jumped on the opportunity to be in the same building as she, and she provided veterinary care to all of our shelter animals. We knew she would be retiring you know, in time, we didn't know exactly how soon. And once our lease was up, we began to get extremely nervous because we weren't sure where our home was going to be. She decided to give us an extra six months to either try to purchase the building from her or to figure out what we were going to do. She didn't want to just leave us with all these animals and nowhere to go. So we started a campaign and I was skeptical if we would get to our goal. It was a high goal and pretty much all of the money that comes in goes out to vet all of our animals. But, you know, we wanted to give it a shot and at least we tried everything. And right up until the end of the year in December, we had until the end of December and mid-December, we finally were given an opportunity from an anonymous donor who came forward who offered us probably three quarters of the amount that we needed to purchase the facility. And we had also raised some funding on our own as well. After the anonymous donor came through for us, we also had another $30,000 to reach by the end of the year. And luckily, our community and our supporters they pulled through and we fundraised and we had a couple matching opportunities from other people and we made it. We actually raised every single cent. So, and now we're here today. That's amazing. And thank you very much to the 
to the, not only just Warwick but the surrounding communities for for being so gracious and and loving to everything that you guys do. It really shows when when people talk with their dollars. It really shows what you're doing for the community. It's it's uh, really tough work, and, and it shows what you're doing. So tell me, what's a typical day like in the organization? Oh, we do not have a typical day. <laughs> Every day is completely different. But basically, if our veterinarian is in for the day to provide veterinary care, it's a crazy day. We are learning all about these cats, some cats that we can't touch. So then when she sedates them, we find medical concerns with them. Um, you know, we've had cats that needed amputations or eye removals, things, sometimes things you can't even see. On a day she's not present, it's basically our volunteers coming in to care for the cats. So feeding, cleaning, litter boxes, laundry, medications, socializing, um, seeing the community. The community often drops off a lot of donations for us, which is great. Um, food, bedding, towels, cleaning products. Um, and we try to keep up with our profiles. So Facebook, Pet Finder, anything to get the cats seen, take pictures, bios. So again, our days are always pretty different because we always have a lot going on and a lot to try to achieve but it's it's good it's fun <laughs> and you mentioned the volunteers I think that's a big part for uh, anyone thinking about um, adopting and we'll talk about that in a second but socializing the animals getting them back to trusting human beings trusting other animals is a really big part I know that takes a lot of your time and effort to kind of win their trust again so that someone could have them as a pet how do you go about that? We have two programs, I would say, that we like to use for socializing. One is fostering. So we have a lot of foster families who will socialize kittens or cats for adoption. So basically, they're out of the shelter. They're not seeing all the other cats, getting all these smells. There's a lot of chaos going on from all the people in and out of the shelter. And then we also have... Sometimes some cats in their foster homes are only used to those people or that family. So when other visitors come over their house, they're still a little timid or shy. So sometimes we will actually bring them back to the shelter so they can see more people and we can get more hands on them. And we do actually like to use cages. Some people are not too excited about cages, but I'll tell you they're actually really good for taming. The cats can't run from you. You can get your hands on them. They actually do like a smaller enclosed area. If you give them this big, open, wide space, the first thing they want to do is take cover. We want to prevent that. So we try to use cages for socializing primarily. What is your adoption process like if someone wanted to come into the shelter or saw something online that they were interested in? So we try to refer everything to our website. Our application is right on there. We use Google Docs. You actually can plug everything in on a computer or your phone. We do have hard copies at the shelter. Um, we tell everyone to check on Pet Finder, which also has a link to our application. So basically, you submit the application. Our team does a bunch of checks, like ref um, references or a veterinary reference. 
If you are renting, we call the landlord just to make sure it's okay that you do have a pet. And we do a basic home visit, which has gone virtually since the start of COVID. Okay. So people, uh, why don't you plug the website for us? Sure. It's www.scruffypawsanimalrescue.org. Okay. And also on Pet Finder, if they happen to be on that site, they could find a pet that may be linked to your uh, organization as well? Absolutely. Yep. Our Pet Finder is actually also linked right to our website. So they actually work together. Okay. And you would contact someone and they could come in and see the, uh, the beautiful cat or kitten? They can. My only comment on that is a lot of our cats and kittens are in foster care. So we try to match up the people with the right fit, the right fit for the family, the right fit for the cat. And then we, you know, find that cat wherever it is in foster care. Or sometimes we also utilize PetSmart locations for adoptions. Um, Their adoption centers are actually filled with our cats and kittens that are available for adoption in Johnston and in North Smithfield. So I don't really encourage everyone just to come to the shelter because a lot of the times that that cat or kitten you're interested in is not there. Okay. And I know people can donate cash. You mentioned that some people drop off uh, supplies for you. What are some of the supplies that you're, you're always receiving and always running close to being out of? Definitely kitten food and definitely wet food right now. I'm told that there is an aluminum shortage and nobody can find cat food wet cat food really anywhere Um, so and we go through a lot of it with all of the cats at the shelter we also supply supply all of our foster homes with food so I would definitely say right now it'd be wet food um, kitten or cat and then of course we can always use dry food we go through paper towels like you wouldn't believe Um, and of course we're always looking for donations for veterinary care so I would say those are primarily our our biggest items that we're always in need of. And for folks out there listening that can't possibly uh, send goods over or uh, cash donations, here's a couple of other ways. If you're ordering from Chewy or if you're ordering on Amazon Smile, they do have ways where you can give money to a charity which does not cost you anything. Pick Scruffy Paws Animal Shelter. They would be thrilled to get what may be just pennies here and there from your orders Uh, It really does add up, and it's a nice benefit to them that they can get some credits for what you're doing every day, and it has nothing to come out of your pocket. Uh, If you want to drop off some food or other supplies, they would be thrilled to have them as well. Anything else that we wanted to talk about today? Um, I I do want to say thank you to everybody who contributed in our building campaign I was very, we were all extremely nervous come mid-December. We really thought we were going to have to pack up, and I had no idea where we were going to put all these cats. Um, With our shelter veterinarian leaving, our whole team had been super active, trapping as many cats as we possibly could to provide them with veterinary services because we had a shelter vet, and we... Our building was completely full. It is completely full because a lot of those cats ended up being tame and either abandoned or strays. So I did just want to say thank you to everyone who shared or donated anything that you guys did to help us get to where we are today. Thank you. Thanks to Stephanie for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick. And for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. 
visit Scruffy Paws online. Look for them on Pet Finder as well. We'll post the links to their webpage and their information on the podcast details and see all we have to offer. Thank you. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.